Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Brian. And I'm Benedict. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on by making pizza. Today is August 18th, and I'm making progress besides pizza. <laughs> this is episode number 54, and I'm feeling like I hope my dog doesn't interrupt our recording. So we'll see. <laughs> See how this goes. The rest of my family's asleep right now, and I can just I can hear the dog walking around uh, on the floor above me. He's getting okay. he's getting he's getting better, but he's still only five months old. So there's a chance that I'll uh, I'll go up there in 30 minutes, and some pillows will be strown everywhere. So <laughs> total we'll destruction. See. Yeah, uh, total destruction. No, he he honestly is. He's he's pretty good, but he's still learning. Hey man, I saw I saw your. Uh, I saw your pizza photos on, on Twitter. Looked delicious. Uh, yeah, it it turned out pretty well. Nice. <laughs> I'm excited. Like this is a. I think this will become a new hobby. <laughs> nice, cool. <laughs> Just making pizzas. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have a we have a little pizza oven um, insert for our grill, as well. So next time we next time we throw some together. I'll shoot you some pictures. Definitely. Share some, share some recipes. Yeah, I was about to say we should share, share uh, dough recipes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I will I will confess that we're not we usually just purchase some uh like the dough, you know, from the uh mm-hmm. from the grocery store and then, you know, stretch it and dress it all up ourselves. We've we've tried making dough a few times and <laughs> It's a whole. It's a whole extra part of the process. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of exciting to yeah for sure. to work on it and figure it out over time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shoot me, shoot me a recipe. We'll we'll give it another. We'll do. We'll give it another go. <laughs> what What have you been up to this week? Um. Yeah. Uh, working on lots of stuff again. Uh, mostly. Um, yeah, first of all, we rolled out a new data model for um, tracking companies and relationships nice. between users and companies. It's still not in the UI or anything, but uh, the server is running with a new data model. And I updated our, um, well, there's a branch of our Ruby and Rails gems that uh, allow sending in uh, company information and setting up relationships between um, companies and users. And I'm I integrated that part into into user list itself. So user list is sending user lists data about its own users and mm-hmm. uh, the company accounts. Um, but I figured this is a good starting point to to start figuring out everything and uh, see how it how it works together. Um, and um, yeah, that's what I'm working on this week. Um, uh, now that the data is flowing and the connections are properly set up, I'm looking into um, basically, getting the filters in the user in the user list uh, working, so you can like list all users who are part of a company who I don't know, whatever. Yep, has a failed payment in the last twenty four hours sure. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So nice. that's the part I'm working on working on today and tomorrow and probably for the rest of the week. Um, yeah. Honestly, the hardest part I realized about all of this is because this touches so many things, like all over the application, it's hard to resist the urge to refactor certain things. <laughs> While you're going, yeah. 
<laughs> because like the like some of the parts i mean they, they all work but like for some i have like ideas laying around on how to improve it how to make things better like stuff evolved and now maybe the implementation isn't that perfect anymore mm-hmm. and now i'm basically constantly fighting between hey i can just add this new feature like this new company thing or i could clean everything up and then add the company's thing <laughs> and it's really hard to to find the balance there and not get lost in a huge refactoring of a certain piece of architecture or something like that right right yeah so that's that's the fight i'm fighting these these days <laughs> are there yeah i'm just i'm thinking there's got to be like there are probably times when it would actually work to to refactor as you're going but just saying you don't want to just find yourself going down on going down some rabbit hole even yeah though, yeah it's so easy to get to get lost um in in a refactoring and then yeah like because like once you start at some place there's certainly you're coming across a couple others as well and yeah if you start changing them as well then you're not going anywhere um yeah. so yeah have to find the balance there but i think i'll be refactoring the um, our filter builder a little bit to um yeah, just like use a simpler data structure, at least in part simpler data structure, because the way I implemented it in the first place is it works, it's okay, but like especially on the front end, it's hard to figure out like what to actually display. Um, and if I change the data model a little bit or the data structure a little bit, then hopefully that part becomes easier. Um, because it will, it will, it is already a mess, and it will just be a worse mess when I just add the company <laughs> stuff on top of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's that part. Um, the other exciting thing that happened last week is um, Jane's currently working on um, the knowledge base uh, yeah. restructuring. Yep. And uh, at some point, she was like, ah. How do you developers deal with this? Whenever I make a change, I have to wait until Netlify deploys the website only to see that I messed mm. up the alignment of something. And like, this is so slow. This isn't any fun. And I'm like, yeah, uh, that's not how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> and these wonderful um, development environments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, she started out like in GitHub on the website basically just editing the files in inside the UI. Yeah. yeah. And uh, step step one was um, getting her uh, GitHub desktop installed so she could at least sync the, mm-hmm. the repository to her machine and then work with a local text editor. And that already improved things, things yeah, a lot. by a time, sure. And then after she complained about uh, the low, uh, the slow build times, and to be <laughs> honest, it's not that bad, but it's like a minute or so that it takes to to build the entire website. We actually went uh, last Friday, went on a Zoom call and installed Ruby on her machine and uh, Node and all that stuff. And now she has a local development setup for awesome. just the website, yeah. and she's working with it, and uh, yeah, everything works well so far. So that's awesome. That's really exciting. <laughs> well, she's—I mean, she's such a good designer. She's just like a month of study away from being a full stack developer. So, 
Same yeah, here. like there's not go. much missing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that's good. But so it's how, actually, yeah how how is all that how is all that knowledge base work going and any any updates there generally? Um, I mean, it's basically done. Like the, yeah. the, my part is definitely done. Yeah. Um, she's cleaning up a few things, like uh, rewriting some sections and moving okay. stuff around, so it makes more sense. Okay. Because previously in uh, in in Help Scout, it's possible to have like the same article in multiple cate- categories, and um, with the with a static website, that doesn't really make a lot of sense anymore. Mm-hmm. So we're making extra sure that the categories make sense and everything's at the right place and uh then once that is done we we just push it and release it so almost there hope to get it done by the end of the week uh i think i said it a couple of times but it's looking good this week (laughs) (laughs) this is the one this is the one I hope so. Yeah, it's yeah. number one priority for her this week. And uh, once she's done restructuring, I'll basically set up the redirects for the for the old content, and okay. then it's it's yeah. good to go. I think. Are you guys using any tools to track your, I mean, SEO rankings and all that sort of stuff? What are you, what are y'all doing for? Uh, we had an Ahrefs uh, trial mm-hmm. for a while, uh, but we didn't we didn't use that other than like the initial checkup um but we're thinking about signing up again and probably using it yeah um because it looks like this will be more of a focus from now on so Mm -hmm. yeah right now we're more more or less flying blind how much (laughs) yeah yeah exactly how much is how much is hrefs Uh, it's it's a little bit spendy right yeah i think it's 99 dollars a month or something like that yeah so it's not a tool you sign up and then don't use. Yeah, no <laughs> it's a little bit too expensive for that. But like, if we if we sign up and actually yeah. use it, at least on a monthly monthly basis to figure yeah. out like keywords or whatever, mm-hmm. then it might be a worthwhile investment. Yeah, ninety nine a month. The one that I'm the one that I'm using is um, uh, Mangools. M a n g o o l s. They have like a keyword finder, a SERP watcher it'll like you can put in the keywords that you're watching it sends you a weekly report of how you're doing it's got a pretty handy link miner and uh compiler mm. um i think it's like 500 a year because i'm on the annual plan maybe it's even 397 something like that anyway i really really like it now i've never been an hrefs customer so i may not know what i'm missing but mm. It's worth it is worth taking a look at um, mm-hmm. as, a, as an alternative to to Ahrefs. And yeah, I'll definitely yeah. check it out because, like, like Ahrefs might be the best tool around, maybe not, but like it's one of those tools that are super powerful. But as a uh, a rookie user, you kind of feel lost in it. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, that's uh, that's one of the reasons why we're not using it right now. Throw a link in the show notes. So yeah, it's been. I'll talk about that in just a second. But I mean, it's been. I, I've used it for the past year and a half and stuff for BrianRay.com, and mm-hmm. it's, it's been pretty darn, pretty darn useful. Cool. Yeah. How's um? How's all the customer interview stuff and content marketing, all that going? 
Yeah, um, pretty good so far. Like we have another new case study uh, that we like. We haven't published the first one, but we already have a second one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's coming along. I think Asia did about ten, nine or ten interviews by now. Uh, so that's 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 interesting, and uh, we're learning. We're learning from that. I'm not sure if I talked about this last week. Um, but one thing that was pretty interesting that he identified was basically two personas of our customers. Like one one type is like founders, similar to both you and me and probably a lot of our listeners. And the other one is uh, marketers, unsurprisingly. Um, but it looks like the founders are super happy with the product and the marketers are like, yeah, it's okay, but it could be improved in mm. many ways and have like, they have like high expectations. So that makes it super, super easy to basically decide to just focus on founders. Yeah, <laughs> right. Not saying that like, we don't want to have marketers using our product, but it's, I think at this point, it's hard to just like make them, ha make them happy with our feature yeah. set. And there's yeah. so much, they'd like to to add to this that we probably have have at some point but definitely not not right now for example mm -hmm. a b testing or like super customizable email templates and stuff right. like that it's all good ideas but yeah i mean you have to kind of focus on on important stuff right now yeah no totally and that's that is super valuable to be able to to know that change your your copy, your marketing focus, everything to make one segment really happy. Yeah. Rather than yeah. trying to impress this other group that has really robust, you know, options currently. Yeah, yeah definitely. So that was an interesting learning. And like it's with a lot of stuff, like in hindsight, it's like obvious. Yeah, of course. That's that's how it is. But uh uh she laying that out in a in that in a way was was kind of a light bulb moment. <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. Well, good. Congrats. Hope that hope that unlocks some some traction. For yeah. You. Yeah. I, I hope so too. Um, we are also going to start uh, Facebook ads. I think today, as just like basically five minutes before the recording, she sent over like the setup. Um, um the campaigns that are already set up so we are uh, i think james is re reviewing them right now and i mean we're good to go and start yeah. them cool so how's your sleep been yeah. this week <laughs> <laughs> so far so good i guess man <laughs> i yeah um does did, did asia give you like just an estimate as to like what the what the cost per click target is on facebook that y'all are going for um we i don't think we have an estimate on the okay. cost per click but the budget right now is ten dollars per campaign per okay. day yeah so yeah we see uh-huh i mean that's the and that's totally the thing is um the it's just so much more realistic for uh to, to get insights on a budget. Um, I was thinking around, I'm, I'm asking because I was tinkering around on with LinkedIn ads and Captera ads. Um, and of mm. course display and you're doing good at three bucks a click for a, just for a click. And so not yeah. even like yeah. a conversion and that's yeah. just, like, there's just no, 
that's just not a viable approach for a yeah yeah a bootstrap company. We we see how how it goes. I mean, no no insights just yet. Okay, uh, maybe maybe next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to to close the loop on that thought, I was like, well. What is what's Facebook look like these days after, you know, talking to you last week and a couple of articles I was reading were like, yeah, I mean, so you're going to want to target like after you, you know, hone it in and, and find your stuff, et cetera, et cetera. You, you know, we have rates from 15 cents to, you know, a dollar per click. Um, hmm. I mean, that's a pretty big range, but it's already, you know, a fraction of. Yeah. Yeah. Options, so, but anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it's, it's the actual experience could be way, way, way different. I'm just, I'm just kind of curious. It does seem like it's far more cost effective to to experiment with your messaging, experiment with your customer persona. You know what I mean? Um, you get yeah. a lot more. You can run a lot more experience or experiments. Yeah, that's that's sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Dollar for dollar. Yeah, I well, we see how it goes. Um, I think we have like fourteen or twenty different ads in there right now. So yeah. it's, I think most of this f for startups will be like figuring out what works and what doesn't work, and yeah, what value proposition is appealing to people and which visuals work and which don't, or something like that. So yeah, right on. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. <laughs> That's progress. <laughs> yeah, no, that it's very exciting. It's super exciting. Can't wait to hear how it goes. Love to. Yeah, I can't wait, man. What's going on with you? Um, let's see. I so I went ahead and migrated the site, email, all you know, everything um, over to headlamp.team from projectheadlamp.com. Um, I could not get the owner of headlamp.app to, uh, to negotiate with me or to respond to me, mm -hmm. <laughs> but rather add headlamp, headlamp.app and, uh, headlamp.com, um, starting bid is like $12,000. So, uh, not, <laughs> not happening quite yet. Um, although that's not, I mean, you know, it's not $80,000. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see, uh, down the road. So I got, yeah, I got headlamp.team. I like that domain like a hundred times better and, um, finished that, that lead magnet that we talked about, uh, last week. Um, and got that, got that shipped, got some feedback from a couple of remote work Slack groups that I'm in. Um, the feedback was really positive and really strong. Um, at the end of the week last week. And then yesterday I kind of started, you know, pushing it around, promoting it. And, uh, it, it's, yeah, it, it went, it went really, really great. Actually. Um, yesterday at 129 uniques and 30 conversions. So a 23%, uh, conversion rate, which I'll take that. It's pretty, like, <laughs> very, I'm pretty happy with that. Conversions to, uh, to no no yeah no sorry to to download um, the so you can just read the entire thing or you can um, put in your 
your email address and download it. And so now I've got them into a, um, a pretty basic automation that I'll continue to, to build out. But just as a, you know, as an initial first test, is this valuable? Are people going to, you know, convert on the page and just at least get into the very tip top of my funnel? Yeah, looks like it. So, um, great conversions. And now I got to just drive, uh, get more traffic to that, <laughs> uh, to that page and start working on converting those folks to a, to a sales demo. Yeah, so, that's cool. Nice. So looks really good. Like I, I, I like the, the cover artwork and stuff like that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'll yeah, I'll throw a link in the show notes. It's the manager's guide to engaging remote employees. So um used a handy dandy keyword finder tool over at Mangles SEO to <laughs> to uh ident- identify something that's like decent traffic and that I'm likely to that I've got a shot at ranking for. Um, and so, uh, yeah, hopefully engaging remote employees will start driving some, driving some traffic to, to headlamp. The, um, I mentioned it. Yeah. I mentioned it last week that the, we linked to it, right. That, uh, the microconf talk with, yeah, Christopher Gimmer we linked to that last week. Okay. Well, I have listened to it again since last week. So I just want to be sure that we, <laughs> uh, we we're sure to include it. It is, it is a very, very practical and helpful talk. So I reached out to him on, uh, on microconf connect. Um, and was like, Hey dude, listen to this talk like three times. Here's what I've done so far. Here, this is, this is what I'm up to next. Da, 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 da. He's super helpful and gave me some practical tips. So now I'm on to, um, trying to get some backlinks to that, uh, to that piece of that, that guide and probably start reaching out to do some guest posts and, um, guesting on podcasts, and that sort of thing. So I feel, I feel pretty scattered on this, on this part now. Um, <laughs> the, but I've never in my life done this part of the um, this part of the process very effectively. Like it's never been my primary responsibility. And when I've tinkered around with it with Brian Ray, like it's like, eh, um, don't really stick mm-hmm. with it. The whole researching a ton of, you know, links, reaching out, getting links, writing guest posts, et cetera, et cetera. And I know that that's what you have to do to do it well and do it right. And to, you know, build domain authority, et cetera, et cetera. But I've literally just never done it. And so, yeah, yeah. So I feel uh, feels like starting from zero. Yeah, I feel like the similar situation to what we are in. Like at this point, the the, the publishing content part isn't isn't a hard part anymore. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, uh, we usually just like we drop the ball after that, hit publish, and then not think about it anymore, and like right. do nothing else with it. And that's yeah. kind of. Yeah, a wasted effort in a way. Um, yep. But um, we still haven't. I mean, we talked about this a couple of times in in our weekly calls, but um, we still don't have a good, like, not a good process around like what we do after we publish something. Um, it's usually like tweet about it, maybe send it to the mailing list, and then that's it. Like, 
we don't even tweet about it again a week after or something mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. she's a little bit like a yeah waste of effort and then not capitalizing on on the work you put into into writing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I you know when I was in a pretty good probably a yearish or so ago, I was in a really good flow in writing newsletter content and posting um, and posting articles, you know, to brianray.com for consulting. Mm-hmm. And in that time, I, I signed up for Meet Edgar and went through the process of like pulling out quotes, getting thoughts, you know, like, and just scheduling, re- reposting and resharing everything on a schedule to, to Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, and it was, it was really effective because every now and then I would just kind of show up in the afternoon and be like, Oh wow, there's like a bit of a conversation going on over here. And I totally forgot that that had even. (laughs) So there's definitely, there's definitely some value to that part of the process. I mean, I, I, I think you guys have plenty that you could, you know, spend some time on and, and get set up you know, yeah. um, on a schedule and meet Edgar. I'm nowhere close to that with headlamp, but it's definitely on my mind because I've, I've seen it work. Um, it's <laughs> just making sure that you don't do what we're talking about now, which is just totally drop the ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. re-promote, you get to re-promote your stuff over time. Yeah. Yeah. We even have a, have an Edgar account. <laughs> it's just not, <laughs> no content in there. <laughs> uh, so, well, uh, we don't have good excuse for any of that. I, I, I guess, like, um, we know okay. what we should be doing. Well, there you we, go. We're not doing it. <laughs> Maybe I mean, it, it'll probably it'll feel like after I don't know after like this sort of re. re no, no, what's the, how are you guys thinking about this? Like, it's not a just a refocus with the work you're doing through Asia and launching the new site, get knowledge base up, and all this. Like, seems like a pretty nice little recycle or reset that maybe you know when that feels done then yeah yeah really we, should, we should definitely build up some more processes around that and mm-hmm. yeah well um let's see yeah so i've got a i've got a demo scheduled for for thursday um and We'll see how we'll see how that one goes. I'm still I had I had a call last, I think it was Friday, is either Thursday or Friday, um, with somebody that I had uh you know gotten in touch with just through cold email, just cold outreach. Um and it was it was really good. It was a really good call. I learned a lot. They're not a customer, um, because they don't I mean they don't uh, use any third party tools for their for their managers. Um it's mm-hmm. all it's all internal. Um, and so, but I, but I learned a lot. It was, felt like, cool. Yeah. Would love to be doing one of these every stinking day. Um, because it was just so (laughs) helpful. Um, and, uh, largely in like helping me kind of, you know, refine my pitch and, you know, she pushed back on a couple of ideas and thoughts. I was like, okay, yeah, I could shift that one. That's actually probably a little right. And some of them was like, no, this, that is my opinion. And it's like that, even just that is helpful just to kind of sharpen your yeah, sharp yeah. point of view. So, but, uh, but the other, the other thing is, I mean, I haven't, I haven't coded on the app in weeks now because it's been, and that's not a, 
not a complaint, just an observation. Like, got it to this point. Okay, let's try to collect some, you know, collect some knowledge and what's, mm-hmm. what resonates, what doesn't. But I'm definitely itching. There are a couple of feature ideas in my head that I'm like, should I, I mean, should I build those with next to no validation other than my own sense that the market would want that? Or mm-hmm. keep sitting around like, pushing. Yeah, best thing would be to, to like find a customer who'd pay for that. Like, yeah, something where, where you can say like, okay, I, I'm going to build this, and once that is done, you will sign up and pay me. <laughs> that would be that would be the best best way to approach it, I guess. Yeah, and it, for sure, I I feel like. Oh man, I feel like there is just such this uh, circular, uh, I don't know, circular reasoning or like uh, Brian Castle was talking about the chicken egg thing on Twitter mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, d- uh, let, let sales define your persona. Like, okay, so what, what do I, what do I do? Well, you know, uh, make a list of a hundred, a hundred people that you're going to, that you want to sell to and then reach out to them. It's like, well, to make that list of a hundred people, I have to first define my persona. I mean, am I talking to 18 year olds in Idaho or am I talking to <laughs> 40, 40 year olds and, you know, in a, a senior level position, like I, you have to, you have to yeah. define it somewhere. So, um, and it feels similar on, on this thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yes, I would love to be talking to more people to say, Hey, would, if I build this, will you buy it? Mm-hmm. Um, but I already have a, you know, part of a thing built and I'm trying to get out of trying to get people yeah, on it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it is a never ending, a never ending circle. Are those, sounds like those new features you have in mind aren't really things that people bring up as objections right now. Well, so the, the, one of them is definitely around um, making these meetings fully asynchronous. So, um great so you sign up for headlamp and you can schedule regularly occurring one-on-ones and team meetings um and you can co-create an agenda note takeaways and have notes etc it assumes um it assumes that that meeting happens somewhere else um and you're just using this for notes um and one of the people who wrote me back from uh, the cold outreach campaign was like, you know, main thing for me, like if you're asking for advice on what managers are looking for, main thing for me is to make asynchronous communication really easy. And Mm. so the idea would be, okay, what if on these meeting pages, they have the option to do this, you know, over video or, um, what if right here on the meeting page, they can click record and record a little five minute video, uh, you know, addressing all of those agendas, send it to the manager, the manager watches it, records their own five minute video, sends it right back. And, you know, it's this voice message, you know, back and forth, uh, one-on-one meeting completely asynchronously across a week. Like that might be interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Does it have to be video chat though? No, like- no. But, be just okay. like regular comments field, I guess. <laughs> um, it could be. I feel like at that point, it's no better than it's no better than Slack. I have a high bias 
very strong bias towards video first. Um, and so you could definitely turn video off and do it as audio. You could not do video audio and just do a chat thing back and forth. That makes it searchable. Cool. But it doesn't, um, you know, it, it misses facial expressions and just like seeing a person's face and being familiar with them. And so anyway, so that's, that's like a perfect example is like, what if, you know, what if that's something that makes it a little bit more shareable, a little more unique, more differentiated from everything else that's out there. Yeah. But like, did it come up multiple times or was it just like this one, one lead you're talking to that specific feature idea has not come up period because what, what mm. like, that's me thinking, okay, asynchronous. Yeah, you're totally right. I agree. Asynchronous communication on remote teams is critical. Does headlamp facilitate asynchronous communication at all? No, like hardly at all with the pulse survey. Sure. But that's not asynchronous communication about priorities, objectives, goals. Okay. How could headlamp facilitate asynchronous communication a little bit better? Huh. What if I let them, you know, bounce messages back and forth from their meeting page and check off agendas and add the takeaways as they're watching these things? Okay, that's that is how it would that that is how it could do it. Yeah. I'm not entirely like I'm you're you're way more familiar with the with the problem space and the market. And so it sounds like it, it's a little bit of a distraction. Like it sounds to me like a distraction. Um, from what? Like uh, from, from the f- core focus of your tool, I guess. Like if you start going down that route, you, you're basically building a messaging tool of sorts. And then people start probably start having like, other meetings in there as well <laughs> and then yeah you have to be you need a searchable log and you need to uh, be able to share it with others and stuff like that it sounds like that might go you might go down a rabbit hole there that you don't necessarily want to go down yep. down there and also um just like pushing back on the idea that it has to be asynchronous a little bit initially i've feel like one thing you wanted to solve was like the engagement problem and people feeling included and like welcome and part of a team and isn't like having one-on-one conversations exactly the thing that helps to to improve that part uh they don't have to be they don't have to be synchronous though i mean in order for in order for remote for anybody it's not even related to remote in order for anybody to feel connected and heard and like part of an actual team, then they need to feel like their personal goals are important Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that they're aligned with the company's objectives and that the work I'm doing here matters. Um, And for sure you should have some amount of real time video communication with your entire team, but on a day to day and on a week to week basis, is it effective management and effective team building to have asynchronous communications yeah. about what you're working on and how is it aligned towards our objectives? How is it aligned towards your long-term goals? I mean, that's the that's the core offering of the um, of the app is 
how do you help people feel like they can do their best work here and that it's aligned with our objectives and everybody is happier? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But I still wouldn't build like any sort of messaging right into the app. <laughs> mm. I mean, could I... you could you do like an like you have a Zoom integration right now of sorts, right? Yeah. Very like shallow. I mean, can you, can you do something similar with like other yeah. mess? Like, like I'm not entirely. I I don't do the short video messages back and forth thing, but like, could you integrate with another? tool or service that does something like that yeah it's a good question that's a really good question i mean yeah let me i'll uh yeah i'll look into that <laughs> here's okay all right let me let's let's close on on this thought maybe um yeah. is that so i've got this i had this one you know really warm lead had a great call with them they were like just ready to buy, but they're kind of dragging their feet. What, what is a way that I would be able to like, I don't look, I don't build anything. I just mock this up and show it to them. And if that unlocks them or like gets them unstuck and they sign up, that's some validation that it's valuable enough to help push someone a little bit closer to the finish line. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. That's not quite building it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Also, like, also gets them a little bit, like, gets things a little bit closer to, yeah, makes it, probably makes it easier to convince them of, of, well, that you're actually serious with improving the tool to their needs. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Was that was well, it that particular customer you're talking about? Uh, no. Okay. No. So, so d- completely different, different customer. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. I can. Yeah, I gotta refine my thinking on this because I'm. I'm. I find myself feeling pretty convinced that this is actually, that this actually is part of the core, offering. And there's the something about, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about how I'm describing it and how you're hearing it that is like, whoa, that is like, that's a total distraction. That's nowhere close to what the tool is supposed to do. So mm-hmm. I need to, uh, I need to think about why that is. Um, this is really helpful. Thanks. This is my favorite. This is my favorite part of doing this podcast. <laughs> By the way, it's just like <laughs> me t- me asking stupid questions. <laughs> They're not stupid at all. It's just like, hey, what if? The- yeah, no, that's not a good idea. And yeah, it's just the best. I was, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's just especially helpful for people who aren't on large teams to be able to just get out of your own freaking head and you know bounce ideas around. So. Yeah. Thanks, man. And again, (laughs) screwed up your pod for a week. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll let you. uh, I'll let you know what I decide. I'll uh, if I get some some fake mockups thrown together, I'll drop them into our Slack group and let you. uh, Yeah, looking forward to it. (laughs) I'll let you know. I'll let you know how that goes. Anything? uh, Anything else this week? 
No, I think that's it. Um, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right, man. Well, I'm going to go try to dredge up some uh, some backlinks and uh, and create a fake mock-up. And I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm trying to not get lost in refactorings. <laughs> yeah, be, be strong. <laughs> All right. All right, later, man. Okay. Yep. Yeah. See you.